Welcome to episode 257 of the Truth Quest podcast, the truth about July 2023, cocaine in the White House. Before we get started, I want to invite you to check out the Truth Quest merchandise website at truthquestshirtfactory.com, where we are designing shirts inspired by various podcast episodes. With each shirt design, there will be an explanation of what to expect from those brave or inquisitive enough to ask you about it. In most cases, there are links to podcast episodes that will help further your understanding of the importance of each phrase. We hope you take the challenge of wearing these shirts in public and to family gatherings. Don't worry, we feel confident that you will be well-equipped with the rhetorical tools and knowledge to engage in a conversation or debate that is sure to ensue. As time progresses, the Biden crime family reminds me more and more of The Untouchables. That was a movie back in 1987 about Al Capone running Chicago during Prohibition. He was untouchable because he had the police, the judges, and most public officials on his payroll. How is that different than the first family? They have the Department of Justice, the FBI, the CIA, local Democrat DAs across the country, all willing to do their bidding, ignore their crimes, and prosecute and persecute all things Trump. And the compliant alphabet soup conspiracy media runs cover for them. The month of July 2023 will be remembered as the beginning of the end of Joe Biden's miserable and narcissistic political career. The man sold his and his son Hunter's soul to the devil and China and Russia and God only knows who else over the years in return for funneling millions of dollars to 10 or 12 Biden family members. You can pick your expression here. The chickens will eventually come home to roost or you got to pay the piper or you're going to run out of luck eventually, or maybe it's as simple as he got away with breaking the law and accepting bribes for so long that he got lazy and cocky. Or maybe Joe just ain't that smart. Check out episode 91, The Truth About Joe Biden, and episode 118, The Truth About the Biden Crime Family, as well as episode 223, The Truth About Joe Biden's Lying, for a deep dive into the deviant family that currently resides in the White House. Speaking of the deviant family living in the White House, as the episode title suggests, the biggest story from July 2023 was cocaine in the White House. Those five words were probably never spoken prior to the feral dog first family taking up residency at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. At the end of the day, the Secret Service concluded their investigation explaining that they could not determine who brought the drugs into the White House. Then as the month ended, they refused to turn over documents requested by Think National Review. Former Secret Service agent and successful podcaster and radio host Dan Bongino claimed very loudly that the only explanation for the presence of cocaine in the White House is that President Joe Biden or his family members brought it inside. He explained that the White House is an 18-acre complex surrounded by magnetometers checkpoints. There are only specific ways into the White House and all of them go through the checkpoints. Quote, somebody had to bypass the security magnetometer checkpoint to get that in there. He goes on, well, who bypasses the checkpoints? The Secret Service with protectees, Biden, the Biden family members, Jill Biden, etc. The Secret Service didn't have cocaine on them, so it had to be one of the protectees. There is no other explanation, end quote. This is the most surveilled piece of real estate likely in the world, and we are supposed to believe that the crackhead son of the resident had nothing to do with it. Hunter videoed himself doing blow while having sex with strippers. Hunter wrote about his cocaine addiction in his book. Hunter was kicked out of the Navy for testing positive for cocaine. Hunter has been to drug rehab over a half dozen times. But no one in the alphabet soup conspiracy media has the least bit of curiosity. 
and all of your shallow, brain-dead, Kool-Aid-drinking, Trump and America-hating, shit-talking friends sit there with the thumbs up their collective asses, making excuses like, there's no proof that it was Hunter. I'm telling you, ignorance is no longer bliss. Putting your head in the sand and rooting for the home team, regardless of what they do, is extremely dangerous. If we do not hold our political leaders, even those on your supposed team, accountable, they will turn into tyrants just like the current Biden administration has become. Continuing the theme of the end days for Biden, a former FBI supervisory special agent has allegedly confirmed key portions of an IRS whistleblower's testimony that resident Biden's son Hunter received preferential treatment during an investigation into felony tax crimes. In other words, the DOJ slow-walked the investigation. The special agent further claimed that the night before the interview of Hunter Biden, quote, both Secret Service headquarters and the Biden transition team were tipped off about the planned interview. On the day of the Hunter Biden interview, federal agents were told to stand by and could not approach Hunter Biden. They had to wait for his call. As a result of the change in plans, IRS and FBI criminal investigators never got to interview Hunter Biden as part of the investigation, end quote. But the FBI can raid Mar-a-Lago and drag three or four Trump associates out of their homes and persecute and prosecute a dozen others based on made-up stories like Russia collusion and run with it and impeach Trump on it. But don't touch the Bidens. Remember, they're the untouchables. This next piece of Biden news is not new news, but it came out during the month. That being the 200-plus Suspicious Activity Reports, SARS, filed by multiple banks over multiple years to the Treasury Department, on the Biden crime family's various shell companies. Quite a remarkable feat. Just to give you some perspective, SARS are very rare. As one commentator put it, in order for one company, or one family in this case, to get multiple SARS, much less 13 dozen of them, it reminds him of an organized crime syndicate. I would modify his comments to say, you gotta work really hard to get that many SARS. Or you gotta be really sloppy or very cocky. In the case of the Bidens, the former is likely because they are mentally challenged in the intellect category, but regarding the latter, their idiocy allows them to be cocky without fear of repercussions. It's quite a sight to behold. Continuing the theme. As you may recall, Hunter's legal team worked out a plea deal on a couple of tax evasion charges and got the prosecution to agree to some preferential treatment on a gun possession charge, even though Hunter lied on his federal gun purchase application that he was not using drugs at the time. This is the same crime that his daddy's 1984 crime bill has incarcerated tens of thousands of largely minority men, but I guess Hunter has white privilege. Or maybe it's that Hunter has liberal privilege. Or maybe it's just the continuation of the dual justice system, one for well-connected Democrats and one for everyone else. The plea deal hit a snag in July when Hunter's lawless legal team called the court impersonating the prosecution and asked that over 500 pages of evidence be removed from the case file. Then they buried a blanket immunity clause in a filing with the court. When the judge saw that pleading, she asked the defense attorney if there was any legal precedent in the history of the country for something like that. His reply was no. Needless to say, the judge rejected the plea deal. Hunter pled not guilty to all charges. Want to know what happens next? Nothing. The judge, the prosecutors, and the defense will run out the clock on the statute of limitations, which I think is sometime in October, and Hunter will skate. Demonstrating Joe's physical deterioration, he has begun using the lower stairs in the back of Air Force One to enter and exit the plane. Probably a good idea. 
The odds of him falling down the two-story front stairs are very high given the fact that he regularly trips going up the stairs. Continuing their lawlessness, more details about Hunter the Painter came out during the month. This dude is unlike anyone I've ever heard of. He made $80,000 a month on Barisma's board, despite having no industry experience, and now despite having no artistic ability or experience that I'm aware of, other than his creativity and snorting cocaine off of various body parts of Russian hookers, now he is selling his paintings for tens of thousands of dollars. Nothing to see here, folks. I only bring this up because one of the buyers was revealed during the month. Guess who it was? A big-time Democrat Party donor. Apparently, she maxed out her personal and business contributions and wanted to make sure she didn't miss the influence-peddling bandwagon. We found out from Hunter's former business partner and apparently best friend, Devin Archer, that Hunter put Joe on the phone at least 20 times with potential business partners while he was VP to sweet-talk them. Archer also testified before the House Committee on July 31st and said that Joe Biden met with Russia's Yelena Batarina, the billionaire widow of a corrupt Moscow mayor, who later invested $40 million into some of Hunter Biden's real estate ventures. And she also paid Hunter $3.5 million in consulting fees. By the way, none of that was reported to the IRS. The reason Archer matters is Biden has repeatedly told the American people he has no knowledge of any of Hunter's business dealings. When asked to clarify, the historic press secretary, Pierre, I call her that because she recently called herself that due to her skin color and her sexual orientation. When asked about this, she pivoted away from Biden's claim of, quote, having no knowledge of to quote, did business with. In other words, he didn't say have he didn't have any knowledge of. He said he didn't do business with. These lawless Democrats run the same play over and over again. I didn't say that. You took my words out of context. I meant this. Or they just changed the definition of words like marriage, vaccine, and discrimination. Then, as I was preparing this episode for publication, it was announced that the DOJ, in an attempt to obstruct Archer's upcoming testimony before the House committee, issued a letter to a federal judge suggesting that Archer be ordered to surrender immediately and begin his term of imprisonment on some other crime that he was already convicted of. In other words, they were trying to prevent him from testifying or just intimidate him. This type of shit is straight-up Soviet Union communist. It's truly incredible to see how far the doomsday cult, formerly known as the Democratic Party, has dragged the country into the gutter. But at the end of the day, they are not protecting Hunter or Joe. The powers that be don't give a shit about those two useful idiots. They care about protecting Obama, who allowed Joe's lawlessness influence-peddling scheme to flourish for years. I wonder what he got in return. We're not done with Joe yet. The House Oversight Committee is also probing the Biden family's alleged foreign business dealings after an FBI informant claimed in an unclassified FD-1023 form that the then-Vice President was involved in a $5 million bribery scheme with a foreign national in exchange for certain actions. The informant alleged that another $5 million payment was also made to Hunter Biden. Can you believe all this shit came up in one month? Can it get any worse? Yes, it can. As the month ended, we got news, speculative at this point, from one of the IRS whistleblowers that the Bidens have some offshore accounts. Well, hell yeah, they have offshore accounts. 
Where in the hell do you think they parked all those millions of dollars they got from the Russians and the Ukrainians and the Chinese over all the years as Hunter sold his daddy's influence around the globe? They can't park that shit in the local Wells Fargo branch. Oh, and I almost forgot this most delicious piece of Biden news. I mean, this guy is such a despicable human being. He finally, after four years, acknowledged that he has a seventh grandchild, a little girl named Navy Joan Roberts. She, of course, is the granddaughter who is the product of a former stripper and hunter that as part of the child support settlement negotiations, Hunter asked the judge to preclude his daughter from using his last name. Maureen Dowd, of all people, published an article in the New York Times expressing outrage over the Biden's behavior towards Navy. I think it was her who noted that at Christmas at the White House, there were six stockings, one for each acknowledged grandchild and a couple for the Biden dogs and cats, but not one for Navy. The description of the Bidens as the feral dogs is so appropriate. I mean, you've got Joe calling himself a Catholic. Meanwhile, according to Jill's first husband, Bill Stevenson, Joe and Jill had an affair with each other before getting married. Then you have Joe's daughter, Ashley, who wrote in her diary that Joe took inappropriate showers with her as a child, causing her sex addiction. Then we have Joe's alleged rape of Tara Reid. Then he callously abandons tens of thousands of people in Afghanistan after the U.S. military withdrawal in the middle of the night so he could give a speech on the 20th anniversary of 9-11 saying he ended the war. The man is a pathological liar. He repeatedly tells lies in public that have been debunked. I rode 17,000 miles on a train with the dictator of China. My first wife was killed by a drunk driver. My son Bo was killed while serving in Iraq. He lied so much they had to drop out of the presidential race, I think it was 1988, because he plagiarized a speech. He lied about his academic record. He lies about his influence peddling. The list goes on and on. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. You have Hunter boinking his dead brother's wife, taking part in rampant drug and alcohol abuse while running around with prostitutes, all captured on video that he personally recorded. And you have his participation in the multi-decades-long influence peddling scheme for the Democratic Party. These people are disgusting at best, immoral, evil, and psychopathic perverts at worst. My advice to the former stripper and her daughter? Run. Stay as far away from these evil creatures as you can. The devil is alive and well in the Biden clan. With all of that, we see the end is near for Biden as the left finally begins to turn on him. Axos and The Atlantic published analysis strongly criticizing Biden's age and disposition, while others are openly talking about Gavin Newsom and Michelle Maybell Obama stepping in as candidates. Personally, I think Joe must hang around long enough to pardon his son if he actually goes to trial and is convicted. While Biden's lawlessness goes unpunished, Donald Trump got indicted again in July. I think at this point he's facing like 300 years in prison. This time he is accused of trying to delete a server on his property and wipe surveillance footage. You mean he actually did it? Nope. But but Hillary did that. She actually destroyed an email server. Yeah, that's true. Is that the one where former FBI director James Comey famously said no reasonable prosecutor would pursue an indictment? Yeah, that would be it. There's no dual justice system in America. Come on. P.S. As I was preparing this episode, Trump was indicted again. This time it was Jack Smith, again, hitting him with charges related to January 6th. The doomsday cult formerly known as the Democratic Party is nothing but consistent and ruthless. 
Along with the looting of the Treasury, the $32 trillion in debt, the printing of 40% of our total currency in the last four years, causing generational high inflation, coupled with the weaponization of the legal system against political foes, we are now seeing the end of the experiment, formerly known as the United States of America. A federal judge issued a temporary injunction in July blocking members of the Biden administration and more than 50 named defendants and entire federal agencies from continuing to violate the First Amendment by contacting social media companies and dictating who to censor. Check out episode 256 for a rundown on the Missouri v. Biden injunction, and also check out episodes 228, 234, and 250 on the Twitter files. Related to this, we started seeing Facebook file documents being released during the month of July. Same shit we already saw with Twitter files in Missouri v. Biden. The feds were dictating to Facebook who to censor. More on those revelations in a future episode. The movie Sound of Freedom, which highlights the real human trafficking epidemic, grossed over $100 million with little or no advertising during the month. The left trashed the movie because it highlights what happens when you leave the border open. Women and girls are kidnapped and sold into sex slavery. Understand that the policy of the doomsday cult, formerly known as the Democratic Party, is to keep the border open and allow the trafficking of women and girls. Why? Because they're evil. Nothing else explains it. I mean, hell, the Biden administration itself has reported up to 85,000 missing children at the border. Why not do something about it? Because they're evil. The talking point from the left was to link the Sound of Freedom movie to the QAnon conspiracy theory movement. One of the largest critics, a guy named Noah Berlaski, did just that and dismissed it as irrelevant to the real human trafficking world. As is often the case with the left-wing mob, this dude is associated with a pedophilia advocacy group and believes that pedophiles and sex offenders are misunderstood. This has become a mainstream Democrat position. Protect pedophiles, change the vocabulary, now they're referred to as MAPs, minor attractive persons, make excuses for their behavior, require that we accept the behavior. Next up, we will be forced to celebrate their behavior. That's the playbook. Put forth a deviant, unacceptable, immoral behavior as normal, require acceptance, then require celebration. Country music star Jason Aldean caused a stir by releasing a music video featuring news clips of Black Lives Matter and Antifa protests. In May, Aldean released his single, Try That in a Small Town, a song that targets weak policies and riots in big cities. Their lyrics include, cuss out a cop, spit in his face, stump on the flag, and light it up. Yeah, y'all think you're tough? Well, try that in a small town. Much like with the sound of freedom, the left was outraged. How dare you show Democrat voters burning, looting, and vandalizing most of the clips taken from the mostly peaceful Summer of Love in 2020. Comedian Jim Brewer summarized the psychologically twisted insanity of the left this way. I watched the video. There's not, what baffles my mind is, okay, you can burn the place down. You can drag innocent elderly women out of a car and beat them, kick them. You can light uh, churches on fire, but just don't write no songs about it. Exactly. <laughs> now you're crossing the racial tension line. Exactly. <laughs> LeBron James, 18-year-old son, became the latest young athlete to suffer cardiac arrest. 
He was planning on playing basketball at USC in the fall and hopefully play with his pops in the NBA soon. I believe at this point the number of young athletes suffering cardiac arrest over the last two, two and a half years all over the world is approaching 2,000. I warn you, however, don't you dare hypothesize that it has anything to do with the often toxic, sometimes deadly so-called COVID vaccine, or you will be shouted down and or censored. The Supreme Court was busy during the month. It handed down three notable opinions, including ruling against Harvard and the University of North Carolina's race-based admissions policies, that's the affirmative action case, which was the subject of episode 253 and 254. It also ruled in favor of a Christian graphic designer who did not want to make wedding websites for same-sex couples, and the court struck down President Biden's student loan forgiveness program. What's the solution of the left? Reevaluate their unconstitutional policies? Nope. Pack the Supreme Court with activist progressive judges to join the likes of Jackson, Sotomayor, and Kagan so they can legislate from the bench and rubber stamp the left's dangerous and damaging policies. Charlie Kirk's organization, Turning Point USA, held a blockbuster conference during the month, drawing in most, if not all, of the Republican candidates for president. Tucker Carlson gave a speech as well, coming off his ruckus interview sessions with most of the major GOP candidates in an Iowa symposium where he ripped out Mike Pence's political heart, like Patrick Swayze in the fight scene in Roadhouse. Pence was bemoaning the fact that the United States has not followed up on their promise to send more tanks to Ukraine. Tucker interrupted him and pointed out how Pence's priorities may be a little out of whack for a guy running for president of the United States. Here's how that exchange went. And all along the way, the Biden administration has been slow in providing military support. Make no mistake about this. We promised them 33 Abrams tanks in January. I heard again two weeks ago in Ukraine, they still don't have them. We've been telling them we'll train their F-16 pilots, but now they're saying maybe January we'll let somebody transfer some jets. I'm sorry, Mr. Vice President, have you, I know you're running for president. You are, distra- you. You are distressed notice. that the Ukrainians don't have enough American tanks Every city in the United States has become much worse over the past three years. Drive around. There's not one city that's gotten better in the United States. And it's visible. Our economy has degraded. The suicide rate has jumped. Public filth and disorder and crime have exponentially increased. And yet your concern is that the Ukrainians, a country most people can't find on a map, who've received Tens of billions of U.S. tax dollars don't have enough tanks. I think it's a fair question to ask, like, where's the concern for the United States in that? Well, I guess we know who's funding Pence's campaign. It ain't small individual donors. RFK Jr., who is running for the Democrat nomination for president, despite the fact that the alphabet soup conspiracy media ignores him, and when they do talk about him, they besmirch him. Despite that, he spent the month kicking ass. He schooled Sean Hannity during a one-hour special on the real reason for war between Ukraine and Russia while blasting all things COVID from the mask mandates and lockdowns to the so-called vaccine. He testified before a House committee on the weaponization of the federal government in a hearing on censorship where the Democrats on the committee tried to censor him. You can't make this shit up. He is testifying in a hearing on censorship and the Democrats tried to censor him. 102 Democrat members of the House signed a letter and sent it to the committee chair, Jim Jordan, asking him to uninvite Kennedy. He went on to testify how resident Biden and other Democrats have repeatedly tried to censor him and his campaign. 
It's really nothing surprising given the fact that the doomsday cult, formerly known as the Democratic Party, believes violence on the part of their voters is speech and anyone who speaks out against the violence is committing an act of violence. Violence is speech. Speech is violence. You try to figure it out. I think you have to be mentally deficient in a number of ways in order to follow the illogic. In a relatively unrelated story, the Biden administration denied Kennedy's request for Secret Service protection, given that he is consistently coming in at around 20% in the polls. The new Green New Deal climate change worshiper scheme to save the planet is to, drumroll please, block sunlight to save the planet from global warming. That was an actual idea floated during the month. Also, they want to get rid of gas stoves, gas-powered hot water heaters, washing machines that actually clean clothes, and other equally insane ideas that the normals can only shake their head at. And as the month ended, the wannabe tyrants in D.C. at the Unconstitutional Department of Transportation announced that they are raising new fuel economy standards, making gas-powered vehicles more expensive. Leading me to ask my favorite question, where in the Constitution is... The federal government granted the power to regulate, dictate standards for appliances and fuel economy standards. By the way, the where in the Constitution is one of the shirts in the TruthQuest Shirt Factory, available at the TruthQuestShirtFactory.com. The climate change alarmists were busy drumming up alarm during the month, as they always are. They are now claiming that 2023 is the hottest year in 100,000 years, despite the fact that, number one, we don't have records going back that far. And number two, the 1930s and 1950s, where we do have records, were hotter than today. These same climate alarmist totalitarians had nothing to say last winter when we had record-setting cold throughout the country. And finally, the neocons in D.C. continue sending money and weapons to Ukraine to make sure the defense contractors and the oligarchs in Ukraine and corrupt asset managers in the U.S. like BlackRock get paid. War is good business. Don't you love these people? They push Putin and Russia for decades by expanding NATO. Then they start talking about admitting Ukraine to the obsolete alliance, and Putin says enough is enough, or more accurately, niet means niet. These soulless neocons are willing to fight to the last Ukrainian. Just ask Mike Pence. Meanwhile, in Ukraine, the military is literally kidnapping fighting-age men off the street to send them to the front lines to fight. Which is worse? Mothers and fathers having to hide their girls from the Mexican drug cartels who will kidnap their babies and send them to America as sex slaves or Ukrainian parents hiding their teenage boys. We live in one effed up world. And that's the truth about July 2023. Cocaine in the White House. Please subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform, share episodes with your friends, and please support the podcast by visiting truthquestshirtfactory.com.